Welcome to Cellmates. Oh, welcome to Cellmates. Welcome, Dick Ward. Welcome, you too, Kate Phillips. Welcome to this podcast where we take two animated movies Mm -hmm. and we analyze them, dissect them, compare, contrast, and put them into a Venn diagram. Mm. Often, these two movies are Disney. But not always. Often, they are musicals. Not always. Often, they are good. Not always. Dick? Hey, Kate. What are you drinking? Oh, uh, a beer. It is a beer. It oh. is, I think, like a, is it a wheat beer, I think? It is a wheat beer. And it's called, hold on, I got this. Ah, uh, Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver. Yeah. Like that. Like, I believe you can get me through the night. I have a question for you, Dick Ward. Uh, were you going to say, did I use the uh, application Dreamweaver to design websites in the mid-90s? Yes, I did. Oh. My question for you, Dick, is what is the most recent dream that you remember that you care to share? Oh. As, as a Yeah, my, I told small you about talk. my most recent dream. It was dark. <laughs> That's right. You killed a guy. Yeah. So, actually, so my most re- my last two most recent dreams were not great. So... Uh, my most recent dream is that somehow yes, uh, the word or possibly the concept of yes mm-hmm. won uh, the most Iowa delegates. <laughs> uh, Dick, there's still 38% of the vote out as we uh, sit here on this evening. Uh, oh my God. Yes could still take it all. I stayed up until like 11.30, 11.45 waiting for the Iowa Democratic Caucus results. We are recording this the day after the caucus, not to, which means we still don't have the results. Not to date this episode at all. Yeah, well. But this is the day after the Iowa caucus. Of 2020. Of 2020. And I, I stayed up late to find out who won, and I'm still waiting to find out who won. The answer is no one. So I had a No dream, one wins. I had a dream that the word Literally. yes uh, took 68% of the vote. That's funny. Yeah. Who, well, we can have an offline conversation about who that would actually oh, be. I was upset because I was like, that's <laughs> not one of the options. <laughs> All these people got confused and just voted yes. So, Dick, you're saying that you dreamed an imaginary being into the Iowa caucus. I mean, a concept at least. Kate, what, what dream did you... Oh, what, what, this what? is great. Yes. Because I've been having... Recent dreams, I've been preparing for school concerts, so they've been stress dreams. Uh But I've had a string of dreams about getting to Disney World and then like running into so many problems that we only get like 15 minutes in a park before it closes. Don't tell me that dream. Yeah. I almost threw up a little bit. But it's interesting, but that's not going to happen. And this is fine. Um, But I keep having dreams that we like specifically about Disney World, specifically about. A theme park. Isn't that interesting? I'm not making this up for the... Wait, question. Because yeah. I know you, and this is the first time I'm hearing this information. Mm-hmm. Are you having these stress, stress genes because I've been in charge of planning? No. And you have They haven't? are unrelated. They are a thing <laughs> that... Right? We're, we're going to Disney soon. Yeah. It's a thing I'm looking forward to, mm. and I have stress before that, and then it. Mm. my dream is like, 
well, this is the most important thing that's coming up in your life. Interesting. This is the thing that's so going to get toppled. So are you saying we watched two movies where people are are stressed out because they're looking forward to something? Uh huh. Um, the like death of a loved one, maybe. And <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> mm, no, that didn't work. <laughs> they're looking forward to spending maybe a life with their loved one. Yeah, let's drop the looking forward part. But this is a, this we watched two movies where people are stressed out uh, because of uh, a loved one being in some sort of trouble. Specifically, children being stressed out because mom moms are in trouble. Mom is sick. Mom's sick, and create sort of an imaginary world that they live in. Shout out to friend and listener of the podcast, Britt. Yeah. For this suggestion that she forgot she suggested <laughs> when I told her we were recording this episode. Many, okay, so we've we've taken two or three suggestions from Britt now. Mm-hmm. How many of those has she remembered that she, she suggested? I'm not sure. I think Winnie the Pooh she remembered. She did remember Winnie the that, Pooh. Because their family loves it so okay. much. I, that's a question for Britt. But this we'll is- answer it <laughs> in the next episode because Britt will have an answer. Yeah, Britt, let us know. Because um, she saw... So the movies we're doing yeah. are... Wonder Park, which mm-hmm. is the one that Britt had just seen when she recommended this pairing. Recommend is a, an interesting word here. She saw this. She saw Wonder Park, said, this was weird. You should do it with my neighbor Totoro. Yeah, and uh, that's a... Because I think this, it's my neighbor Totoro is a better version of what this movie is trying to do. Yeah, it's a recommended movie. It's not a recommended, or a recommended Re- pairing. pairing. A, you'll love this movie. Mm-hmm. And Wonder Park... I mean, we can we can get into this uh, now. Even what's what was your first experience with Wonder Park? We saw a trailer for Wonder Park mm-hmm. recently. Yes. Was it Mary Poppins? Maybe it might or have been Mary Poppins? Something we it saw in a theater before that. Yeah, because it wasn't uh, Cats. It wasn't, it wasn't Cats. Um, Frozen, Frozen Two. It was before Frozen. Yeah, so probably Mary Poppins. Probably Mary Poppins. And it looked so good it's a movie about a girl creating a theme park in her head that like has all these like working parts and you know she's doing it with stuffed animals and and then it comes to life but then like it shuts down for some reason and it's they're they're vague in the you know in the trailer but it looked like it had some funny lines it looked like it had some interesting characters and you know we're always in for a good theme park theme to anything so this looked fun hmm. And so I was disappointed to get my friend Britt's review of it, but held out until that's, we watched it. That's very interesting that you say that, because I did not feel that way. I saw the trailer, and I would say the first 30 to 40 seconds of the trailer, like let's say it's a two-minute trailer, uh-huh. the first 30 to 40 seconds where it's like, oh, we're inventing this park, and mm-hmm. oh, this park is real, I'm like... This looks amazing. I can't wait to see it. And then the rest of the trailer, I was like, this looks terrible. Do you remember what was in the rest of the trailer? Because the... It was a lot of like... The sick mom is not in the trailer. The sick mom is not in the trailer. No, the rest of the trailer was... the monkey, John Oliver saying zombies, things. Yeah. John Oliver yelling things. Is it Keenan's in this? Keenan's in this. Yelling things. There are a lot of people in this. And most of them are yelling things. Yeah. Um, and I also remember your favorite Broadway star being credited, which Norbert you did Leo not Butts. remember. Yeah. I did not remember, and it was very excited. I was very excited to hear the monkey say a couple lines 
furiously look up some IMDb and be vindicated that it's Norbert Leo Butts so, Kate, as the monkey. Kate, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to the point where you give us a rundown of this movie, but first, give us a rundown. A Norbert Leo Butts. How many cookie timer minutes do I have? Uh, Unlimited, please. 30 seconds. Norbert Leo Butts is a national treasure. He <laughs> is a musical theater star um, who started his first big name project is the original cast of the last five years, and it's only a two-person cast, so this is notice- notable, um, by Jason Robert Brown, mm-hmm. and the musical has gained cult status and gone on to revivals and movies. So and he was Twitter threads. Yes, that's really correct. good Twitter threads. Uh, he was Jamie in that. Next, he's big things. He's Fiero and Wicked. Before that, he's like one of the first understudies to Roger and the original Broadway production of Rent. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Catch Me If You Can. The, so it's, it's like a diminishing returns in terms of the shows he's in. I, he was great in My Fair Lady. He was great in My Fair Lady. And it was a really fun role for him. And like aged up like 30 years. Well, yeah. he's not young. But anyway, Norbert Leo Butts is great. He has one of my favorite singing voices ever. And he's just a goof on stage. Yeah. Like he's up for anything. He's a fantastic character actor, but has a voice of a leading everything yeah. it's uh, he's great but um he's on bloodline if you I, watch tv am i correct in that he's like um one of those guys that's like uh look i'm i do musical theater but i'm like a rock musician Is rock musician and like straight play person but the things mm. he's famous for are, are all musical theater so uh, you might say a little bit like the other like the the roger that he was understudying in rent does Adam Pascal say he's a rock musician? Yeah. Does anyone believe him? No. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm a musician who does some theater. No, you're not. Mm, you're where are those paychecks coming from, yeah. my dear? Yeah. All right. Anyway, Norbert Leo Butts is in this. So I guess I was excited, but then I forgot. So I got excited again. Yeah. Uh, are we are we ready for a summary? You said I'm, that yeah, you weren't I'm impressed ready, with the trailer. Is I'm that... ready for a cookie timer. All right. We can we can go we'll go on about celebrity voices a little later. Oh, we sure will. Oh boy, we will. But uh for now. That's our Norbert. <laughs> Did not sit next to the wrong dad. All right. Sat next to the start right the, boyfriend. Start the timer. Cookie timer. Here I go to summarize Wonder Park. June is a girl. She creates um, an imaginary theme park named Wonderland with her mom. And all her stuffed animals are the mascots. And they have different lands and exciting things. But, uh-oh, mom gets sick. Oh, no. Um, and she gets sick fast. So uh, before this, June tries to make her own Wonderland in her backyard. It goes kind of poorly. But mom believes in her. But then she gets sick. And so she goes to the hospital away for a while. And June says, no more Wonderland. This is making me too sad. She gets so upset that she throws the blueprints of Wonderland into a fire. Oh, no. So then she's on her way to math camp. And then she is really upset because she doesn't think her dad is going to be able to survive for like three days on his own. So she vaults off the bus, goes into the forest. But oh, man, Wonderland is there. It's real. But it's like grown over by vines and stuff. And she uh, meets all these mascots come to life. They're no longer her stuffed animals. But oh, no, the chimp 
chimpan zombies have run over the park. And the they're what? these the chimpan zombies. I oh. can't explain right now. And they have to um, fight against the chimpan zombies. And she has to find Peanut the monkey who delivers all the ideas that her mom whispers in his ear. Um, and uh, to get Wonder Park back up and running. Well, Wonderland, sorry. She finds Peanut in like this weird decrepit balloon house, zero gravity land. Yes. It's very confusing. But also Peanut is sad and also dealing with his grief by being like really organized and stuff like she was. And then they escape and then they she uses ingenuity and her creativity that she had stifled away when she was sad to fix Wonderland and defeat the chimpanzee zombies. And the porcupine ends up with the wild boar and she goes back home dad is surprised but she's like cool i'm gonna make wonder park again it's gonna be all over my house the way it was before and guess what ding dong mom comes home she's completely healed from what we think was cancer in like a series of months uh no one is with her and so that's wonderland park wow okay that was impressive that was like dead on two minutes thank you I, I noticed that you kept calling the park Wonder Park, and sometimes you called it Wonderland. Why? Well, I tried to call it Wonderland because that is what it's called. Why Why did you get so confused? Uh, isn't it is interesting that mm. the park is Wonderland, uh-huh. two words, uh, so it's not Lewis Carroll's. Right. But the movie is called Wonder Park. Mm-hmm. The words Wonder Park together are never spoken in this movie. Ever. This is so I've been fascinated in reading reviews for this movie because as the most of the reviewers come out like me, like this isn't a bad movie, but what happened to it? What happened in it? What happened in it? Yeah. And what, what, why? Why did it do that? For whom? Yeah. Because the first, as you were saying with the trailer, there are mirrors. The first half hour of this 90-minute movie is quite good. It's really good. I thought we were getting like this Pixar movie that no one's seen. And maybe Britt saw something that she thought was Wonder Park and didn't. Yeah, but, we, I was kind of like, but, what's wrong on this one? And then, and then. And then. Once she gets to Wonder Park, it just kind of oh. very quickly spirals into chaos. And like you said, a lot of like... Animals voiced by celebrities yelling at us. Just yelling. The plot unhinges and there's a lot of like metaphors and parallel tracks and none of them are running together. Yeah. They're all like related to what you've seen in the first half hour. Like mostly. I think after this movie was done, you're like, Pixar can make a good version of it. Yeah. And then we both stopped you and said... Oh, yeah, they did. They did. It was called Inside Out. That was great. And that's, I think, where I wanted this to go, that, like, things in the park were, like, shadows of things that were happening in real life. And in some ways that was happening, but nothing was tied together and nothing was made explicit. And when it was made explicit, it was way too explicit. And the explanation of the connection was over in, like, five seconds instead of of it being a slow, like... Oh, I see what's going on. Do you do you chaos? Remember, do you remember or do you have up who made this movie? Uh, like what studio? Yeah, so it's Nickelodeon Studios. Oh right. But interestingly, Ooh. related to maybe Computer that is coming out that the um, title is not in the movie. Uh, there is no credited director for this movie. Huh. Gee, that's a good sign. It yeah right. So. It turns out that it's not quite as, like, it's bad, but it's not 
<laughs> it's not good dinosaur like this changed hand seven times bad. Is it like brave this this got pulled out of someone's Well, it's hands? like reverse brave. Oh. If John Lasseter had gotten fired instead of Brenda Chapman. Oh. If if the one who had been doing the inappropriate things had gotten fired instead of the Wait, good so person. Wait, so what happened? So the director was, let's find his name, Dylan Brown, who has worked for Pixar before, um, okay. and now it's now he worked for Paramount. He was dismissed um, like a year before this came out, um, and Paramount cited inappropriate and unwanted conduct. Ah. Um, I have seen articles corrected for saying that this was sexual harassment, so the legal jargon they are using is inappropriate and unwanted conduct shrug who knows don't know what that could mean I had no idea anyway so apparently it was pretty far along in development at this point but it ends up being without a director and he's not on it for the last because it's like september mm-hmm. 29 or no may so he's not on it for the last like 15 months which it that could be sense. could be one of the reasons yeah. why this movie kind of scatters into nowhere uh, a third of the way through. But yeah, this movie is interesting. I like a lot about it. Yeah. There are some interesting scenes. There are some interesting themes and threads, but yeah. nothing ties up. It's oh. like a roller coaster that shoots you off into nowhere oh, and then you crash. Metaphor. That happens in one of it. In part I know of that's it why too. I said it was a good metaphor. Oh, thanks. Yeah, but you don't get bungeed into. Safety. Kate, what's your first experience with my neighbor Totoro? Hearing you talk about how much you want me to see my neighbor Totoro. That's probably true. No, I probably my brother. He likes this is a Miyazaki movie. Yeah. He likes those, so I've like heard of Totoro. I think in my mind until pretty recently. The image of Totoro was identical to Snorlax, and yeah, I think I mean, that's fair. He's not—he's not not. Snorlax. He's not not related. Like yeah. they're cousins. Yeah, um, maybe best friends. So, but I thought it was more of a Pokemon situation, where it's like, oh, you're my best friend, and follow me around at all times. Uh, it's different than that. Different I learned that. upon viewing it, so I viewed it for the podcast. But that's not entirely true. I guess I started watching it, but that was either before you knew how quickly I could fall asleep. Yeah. When I said I was tired. Yeah. I didn't, was it early in the relationship it or was, was it just a mistake? Pretty early in the relationship. Yeah. It was before I knew that when you were like, oh, I'm a little sleepy, that meant you would be asleep in five minutes. Out. It's amazing. Yeah. Superpower. Um, so you thought I had watched, what, like 20 to 30 minutes of Totoro? You had watched none of it. I had watched none of it. So, there we go. Brand new. Brand yes. new. Fun. Huh. Dick, what about you? Never seen this before. Never heard. No. Um, so, I've talked, uh, I talked a little bit on our Rocketeer episode about this, and I talked on, oh, some other episode. Uh, I used to stay at my grandma's a lot, and she lived in a tiny town, and the tiny town had a tiny library, and the tiny library had a tiny tape section. What? And the tiny tape section had a tiny kids section. And there were like uh, 10 movies. Um, and we would always rent Over the Top, the Sylvester Stallone movie about arm wrestling to win a truck to get custody of a child. Uh, we would always rent Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken, Disney's movie about a girl 
who succeeds at becoming a horse jumper. Horse diver. Horse diver. Yeah. Uh, we would always rent the Rocketeer. And we would always rent My Neighbor Totoro. And so from like age seven or eight, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite movie. And not until I'm like in high school do I ever meet anyone who's even heard of this, let alone like seen another one of the movies by this company or this guy. Like, I don't know, you know. Did you know at seven or eight that it was from Japan? Nope. Neat. No idea. Right? Because it's, uh, it was, it had English dubs. Mm -hmm. So it's English voices. And like, if they're not synced up right or whatever, like I'm eight. I watched Transformers. Like, that's I mean, in English, in a lot of what up. is available for children on TV at this yeah. time is from Japan. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Like, also a that. lot. I was a big Speed Racer fan. Yeah. So it was like, it, I, it never occurred to me. I just knew it felt different. I knew there was a lot of stuff going on that I didn't get. Like, there's, like, spirits and statues and everyone's riding bikes. And, like, there's a lot of, like, I don't totally know what's going on. What's a bicycle? Well, I mean, Dad's riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, to, like, yeah, bike is a mass yeah. transit kind of yeah. option. Yeah. It's, like, a, one of their main choices of transit. So... Uh, I knew there was a lot that I didn't understand, but um, eventually, I think it was, I think I was like 16 or 17, I went to San Diego Comic Con, and they were showing, um, it was like a premiere, maybe like the US premiere of um, uh, Princess Mononoke, the Mm. one that you'll probably never watch. Big Pigs pigs. and Violence. Um, And like... Like, before that panel, I'm like, my friends are like, we got to see this. I'm like, what's Princess Mononoke? They're like, oh, it's a Studio Ghibli movie. I'm like, what's Studio Ghibli? And they're like, they did this and this and this and My Neighbor Totoro. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I don't know. And I've been a big Ghibli fan since. You've, I've told you a lot about that. Uh, the only reason I've watched Ghibli movies is because you're a big Ghibli fan. Boom. So thanks for that. Yeah. Because I've, I've learned a lot. Oh. Dick, do you think... Not no. as often as I should. Do you know mm. that you can summarize this movie in two cookie timer minutes? Two... Okay, Not on. two regular minutes, to be clear. <sighs> okay, the dad's... Two cookie the timer. The dad's name is Totoro. The, the girl's d- name is Totoro. And the cat bus's name is Cat bus. I do have some names here if you'd like to reference, but I don't think you, you need them. No, I don't think so. I do. All right. Ready? Okay, so um, Studio Ghibli style, two girls uh, and their dad are moving to a new town. They move into a house and it's creepy and haunted, but the girls are excited that it's haunted. The dad is named Dad, the girls are named Setsuki, and May. Um, May is the younger girl, Setsuki is the older girl. Uh, They clean up the house, they do a bunch of things. Uh, Satsuki goes off to school. May is like just kind of on her own playing in the garden when, oh my God, what does she see? But like a little creature guy and she like follows the creature guy around and she runs and chases him. And then she runs down this kind of rabbit hole thing and she falls onto this big creature guy. And she's like, what's your name? And he's like, and she's like, Totoro. Okay. Your name's Totoro. Um, so, 
she uh, becomes best friends with Totoro. And she tries to go back there and it's like, oh no, the Totoro's not here. But I swear it was here. And Dad's like, oh, let's give some thanks to the tree spirit for protecting me. Anyway, uh, also their mom is sick. She's in the hospital and they're like kind of dealing with that. Uh, at one point, May is like super upset because um, mom is is like not coming back from the hospital in time or she can't visit mom at the hospital. I forget which that is. And um, runs off. Oh, she runs away to give her mom corn uh, to heal her. So uh, May gets lost and Satsuki, um, like, use the Totoro helps Satsuki find May through use of the cat bus, which is a cat bus. It's what it sounds like. It's a bus made of cat. Uh, and they all find, they eventually find May. Everyone's happy. Mom finds some corn. Cookies are done. Cookies are done. Totoro's done. Totoro's done. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. 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 I mean, like a lot of Miyazaki movies, there's a lot just kind of there. Yeah. And it's not a lot to talk about. It's just, there's a big fluffy guy. His name is Totoro. That's all. It's like there's, I, it's nice in a nice way. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I'll put. I want to push back on that description because I do think there's a lot to talk about, and there's a not a to lot talk of, about. I I meant happening in a plot way. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's as plot driven. I think this one, um, like it has plot I, elements. I actually think it actually might have more plot than some of the ones that I've seen. Hmm. Like it's not necessarily set up from the beginning, but certainly like the climactic sequence of May running away, like, because I guess like in Spirited Away, I'm just kind of confused, like I'm waiting for more plot to happen and I don't realize that it's just kind of given to me at the beginning, like you got to work your debt to unpig your parents, like that's the plot and I'm kind of expecting there to be more things. I mean, there are more... But like more, that that is the basic plot, right? Like, the that is the protagonist's journey. Well, no, kind of, kind of. Okay. Like that's the setup for the plot, but then the mountain beyond the mountain, mm-hmm. Kate, is that she realizes she's got to like kind of defeat this evil witch and uncurse her dragon friend in order to unpick her parents. Sure. 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 What I what I liked a lot about this movie yeah. is that, and especially I liked it because I knew what I was getting into in a Miyazaki movie. Yeah, I, I, is that I was going to say. The first also, hour is just still, is just slice of life. Mm-hmm. There's nothing going on. You do, I remember you saying sick mom and like, I think like an hour or not an hour, but halfway through, like. Like, is he remembering this correctly? Is there a sick mom in this? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yes, yes, there is. Yeah. But that's not revealed until halfway through. And so it kind of works. That that point that you find that out, it both works retroactively and it informs everything that happens after mm-hmm. it, which is neat. Yeah. And I like that. And I like kind of having the plot unfold to me as opposed to here's the plot and then like, Here's this layer that if it wasn't there, you're not quite sure whether, right? Sure. Like, she's still trying to unpick her parents and spirit it away, whether or not she meets a dragon serpent. That's, 
You know, you know what I'm saying? I know what I, you're saying. I understand what you are saying. Yes. I mean, in that way, then, like, Totoro is kind of a layer that's unnecessary, but it is related, like the character Totoro, but it's related in a different way. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to go that far, like, Wonderland is unnecessary in Alice in Wonderland. Sure, sure. You know, I, yeah, I've gone too far into this rabbit hole. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to climb out, please. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Dig up. Um, Dick, is there a reason that, and to be fair, you did try to introduce this Miyazaki to me first. Yes, but is I did there, try and start you with Is this. there a reason that after that failed attempt, you started with, I think it was Howl's Moving Castle and then Spirited Away? Um, Spirited Away for the podcast. Okay. Um, because I thought it paired nice with Coco. Yep. Also, I hadn't watched it in a while. Sure. Uh, Howl's Moving Castle, because there is not a giant creature in Howl's Moving Castle. Oh yeah, and you were worried about the cat bus. I was worried. I was like a little worried about the Totoro because he's got a big mouth. He does have a big mouth. And I was worried about the cat bus because the cat bus is creepy. And you are um, creeped out by things that are larger than they're supposed to be. Mammals specifically. Yeah. Mammals and birds, I'd say. Yeah. No, that this is fair. I don't think I would have reacted if I don't think I would have reacted as positively to those elements in mm-hmm. Totoro had I not been just scared shitless by Spirited Away. Yeah, like, like honestly, I think, I think a year from now, or two years from now, if we go back and watch Spirited Away, I think you'll enjoy it a lot more. I think so too. Because you've become, you've like, you're, you're in. You've. You've had. I'm in. I mean, you, you know, like your first beer is like, yeah, but mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, oh, I get this, and I this really is fair. like this. This yeah. is acquired taste. So I, th- I think you'll enjoy Spirited Away more. But yeah, Totoro is so friendly. It's just like Kiki's delivery surface, surface, mm-hmm. service is so friendly after something like Spirited Away. Yeah. And definitely compared to something like Mononoke. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, Dick, you had mentioned that. You had seen this movie with dubs. Can you explain what dubs are versus uh, other forms of yeah, bringing a foreign movie to a new Dubs country? are 20-inch rims. They make your car look really cool. Sorry, everyone. Thank you. He's trying to do a bit. I did a bit. <laughs> it wasn't great. Also, it might be factually inaccurate. I'm not checking. Good. So, um, dubs are when, uh, it's, it's what it sounds like. It's when you have a movie that's originally in one language and it is dubbed over in another language. In this case, uh, Totoro is originally in Japanese. It's dubbed over in English. So new voice actors. Correct. The whole deal. Yeah. And is there any other way to bring a foreign movie to a non- foreign language speaking audience boy i'm glad you asked the other option is subs Mm. which is leaving the original dialogue but adding subtitles at the bottom um and fans will fight over which is better the subs or the dubs and i think there's not one true answer i think it really depends on the movie and you've seen miyazaki You've seen subs and dubs of Miyazaki at large. Is that correct? Yes. And I'll like, uh, to be honest, like most, most anime that I watch, I watch uh, subtitles. Naruto, mm-hmm. all subtitles. Um, Record of Lotus War, subtitles. Neon Genesis, subtitles. 
Um, Miyazaki movies, I normally watch the dubs because they're generally really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and also... And after a while, they start to get some really strong voice, like really well-known voice talent that is good at being voice talent. Yeah, I mean... Like How's Moving Castle has what? Like Billy Crystal? Yeah. And it's like names. Mona Noke is the first movie, I think, to really do that. And okay. Then, and then... Uh, because that subsequent was, releases okay. it might have been before that but i think mononoke was their first real thing with disney mm. and they just like really kicked up the mm-hmm. the budget okay. for those for those dubs so um yeah there's some there's some real big name voice talent in those which uh, honestly is usually not an appeal mm-hmm. but again since it's like so well directed and it seems like most of the time the voice talent understands what the movie is yeah um yeah so usually usually i'll watch the dubs yeah had you so we saw my neighbor totoro this time with subs had you ever done that before no i had not i have seen it now in the three ways available to English. Three? Dick, what? you've only said dubs and subs. So the we watched the subtitled version. Um, I have also watched the dubbed version, uh, the newer... S- the, yeah. Right. The, the Disney release has um, Dakota Fanning and Elle Fanning. Correct. As Sasuke and May, which I think is cute, having an older and younger sister as the yeah. older and younger sister. Um, and who else? It has like a bunch of other people. It's got na- like it looks like a Disney movie in that yeah. respect. Dakota Fanning, Elle Fanning, Tim Daly, Leah Salonga as mom, Frank Welker as Totoro, yeah. which is standard Disney. Um, Pat Carroll as the nanny, Ooh, yeah. who's not a sea witch. So that's that's a different. Wait, they a got different a different role. Totoro. Um, Totoro in the yeah, I don't know why. He doesn't there say is words. no there's an un it's unknown is credited as the eighty nine ninety three original English dubs. Oh, of maybe Totoro. it was just to keep the audio audio quality at the same level. That's probably correct because mm. yeah, it's there's a there's a guy in Japan, but yeah. I think that's probably correct. Um, so there's that version, and then mm-hmm. the the first version that I watched that I grew up with mm-hmm. was a different English dub. Yeah, it was di- different actors who. Aren't names that most people would know. Lisa I, Mickelson, Cheryl Chase, Greg yeah. Snagoff, Alexandra I, Kenworthy. I, and I've done <laughs> no research to figure out who these people are. Some of them have Wikipedia pages. Yeah. And that's the most I can say because I've never seen any of these names. I would assume it's mainly like voice acting and probably like um, this kind of like uh, uh, like anime or dub specific dub voice yeah, acting. Specialty. Yeah. Um, and I will say that I really enjoyed watching the subtitled version. The original May is one of my favorite things ever. Oh my gosh. So she's it's, great. It's hard for me. The character is like four years old. The ca- she's the, amazing. The character is amazing. The voice actor yes. who plays her in the version, uh, in the, in the first English dub is one of my favorites ever. Oh, in the first English dub. I yeah, see what you're saying. She's amazing and hilarious and i remember watching the the newer dub and i was like oh this is all good but this is fine where's where's my may yeah yeah that's fine that's fair yeah yeah i loved watching subs 
I am going to insist that we do Miyazaki and subs from Great. now on because I I can pinpoint you if we were to watch again like 70 moments that I know I'd be so annoyed with if I were hearing English voices. Really? And it's because the the like Japanese aesthetic, at least the Miyazaki aesthetic yeah. of voice acting and voice delivery is so different from a Western mm. style, right? Like they laugh. I mean, just the non-language barrier things, yeah. the laughs, the like that kind of like embarrassed weird chuckle that they do, the crying, yeah. like it all to me made more sense with Japanese yeah. language and like. And actors that are used to that aesthetic. Actors that are used to that aesthetic, that's that's fair too. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like not being able to translate word for word made me more able to take, yeah. okay, here's this like arc of animation and mm-hmm. here's the full sentence below. So I get a gist of what they're saying. I'm able to appreciate the emotion and the delivery more yeah. because I'm not like, well, no, that's not how you would say it. Like, why would you say those words yeah. at this time in this pitch of voice? Like, I, I no, dubs, that makes a lot of sense. Miyazaki dubs. I'm. I always like. They give me anxiety because they're like, they they come across as very melodramatic to me in a way that inhibits my, oh. um, my ability to like flow with the storytelling. Yeah, super distracting, and it makes me. It. it it tricks me into thinking that the storytelling isn't good because the pitch is off. Yeah. And so this I loved and I would love to go back and see Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle with subs instead yeah. so that I could appreciate that's, what was going on. That's really cool. And that's really interesting because that is one thing that I noticed when you were watching, um, I think, Howl's for the first time. You were getting hung up on a couple things and I was just like, no, nah, that's not important. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I think part of that is like, I've seen these movies more, mm-hmm. but also like, I'm like, cool, this is, this is what it is. This is what to expect. Yeah. So like, yeah, taking your brain out of it a little bit by, mm-hmm. by making your brain do more work, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And I guess really like neat. I could do, and we've talked about, I could do a whole episode on subs and dubs because I've watched all the Renaissance, the Disney Renaissance yeah. in Spanish as well. And I appreciate different things about the movies when I'm watching it in Spanish versus English. And you have, and I wonder if there's some crossover in that. You have claimed that some movies and some songs are better in Spanish. It's songs. not even, yeah. It's not even better. It's just like, oh, this is a new angle on this line. Yeah. Um, like I just remember after I think it was was it Tarzan or Pocahontas. You were like, you were. Because this were, movie is better. Like, like this learning, movie is better in Spanish. You're learning Spanish, yeah. And as part of learning Spanish, like you speak it well. Mm, uh, you're not más o menos. Perfect example. See, <laughs> you speak you speak it pretty well. You you. I have like a second grade proficiency level. We got by in second to fourth grade. We got by in Spain and Costa Rica. Okay. Yeah, we got yeah. by in Costa Rica better because I knew more. Yeah, but you you're not. I'm bad. Spanish. <laughs> you speak some Spanish. You you communicate I speak some in Spanish. Spanish. Um, you talk to people in Spanish in your like everyday life. That this is true. Yeah, some of them are four, but it's better than. Um, see, 
So, uh, as you were like working on becoming more more adept at Spanish, you were watching a lot of Disney movies in Spanish. Sometimes with the subtitles, sometimes without, or mainly with the subtitles. Mainly with the subtitles, because um, hearing is tough. Yeah, really fast. And so, you'd like. Was it Pocahontas that that afterwards you're like, Dick? I think Pocahontas. I think I might have been underrating this movie. I think it might be really good. It, it definitely Aladdin. Oh, it was definitely Aladdin, Aladdin. Yeah. and I like Aladdin a lot. Oh no, Aladdin's, Aladdin's it great. is better in Spanish, yeah. <laughs> um, because I'm able to appreciate more of the visual storytelling, yeah. and you know when it's your native language and it's you know all the dialect and all of the. Mm mannerisms are your native language way easier to to ignore it right mm-hmm. than if it's like i'd be interested to to compare because i know in the spanish disney dubs the dubs and the subs aren't 100 aren't one for one right um and i'd be interested in miyazaki films whether there's difference in the subs for dubs because i also felt like the subs in totoro were a little bit more Oh, I get the gist, and the dubs in Miyazaki's I've seen have been a more formal They're absolutely speech. not one for one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I liked that kind of more vernacular translation yeah. as opposed to a little bit more formal, and to me it comes across a stuffy way of speech. Oh. But yeah. it's probably just a more of a direct translation from Japanese, right? right? Like, yeah, it's just super there's, interesting. There's this is like, all fascinating to it's me. It's like not... It's not weird to throw honorifics on people's names, like uh, right. uh, Dick San or Kate Kuhn. Right. And, and San is like, yeah, that's Japanese. That's how you say things in Japanese. But like, if you were like, sir, whatever, or yeah. Mrs., I don't know what the cognate yeah, would like, be. But it's that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, but it's even just syntax, I feel like, is different. Yeah. Anyway, so Dick, we've been talking about voices and, and, script work and how yeah. they come across oh we should talk in about wonder park mm, wonderland w- uh, wonder park okay. i don't know where you're getting wonderland from oh, okay. it's not like oh, it's the only park name in the movie hmm. um there there is some voice acting yeah uh dick did you notice that the emu uh. third from the left Okay, let's let's read off some some names okay, in this no, no, no. Hold animated. Up. Hold up, before we do this, have you guys seen? Uh, really? Well, I just want to list off some names. All right, because I think it's Brianna Densky, newcomer, great. Ken Hudson Campbell, okay. Uh, Jennifer Garner, Matthew Broderick, Mila Kunis, Keenan Thompson, Ken Jong, John Oliver, Norbert Leo Butts. Uh, Kevin Chamberlain and others. One other Broadway guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. Unpause. Hey, audience. Have you seen the Sack Lunch Bunch? You should. It's a John Mulaney Netflix special. It's very funny. And there's a great sketch in the middle of it where uh, John Mulaney is playing like a market research guy or producer, I guess. And he's asking these kids what they thought of the animated film they had just watched. Yeah. And they give... It's like a Zootopia 8 kind of situation, but a made-up, it's not Zootopia. But it's like the kids are all... uh, We we won't give away all the punchlines. Sure. Because please watch it. Yeah. 
Um, but the kids are all like intimately familiar with all of these celebrity voices. It's like, did it help that Mila Kunis played giraffe number three? Yes. Yes, absolutely. That enhanced my experience. Did you know who played the koala? Oh no, I couldn't place it. And like, yeah, that- that's right. Um, and so it really felt like they had seen Wonder Park. Like I know <laughs> this is like every animated movie yeah. now. But, like, you look at Smallfoot, which should be a same situation, right? Mm -hmm. And the voice acting in that is good. Wait, when you say that it should be the same situation, are you saying that this is not the same situation? Well, so I'm saying, on paper, Channing Tatum, Zendaya, Common, Danny DeVito looks very similar to Mila Kunis, Kenan Thompson, John Oliver, Jennifer Garner. Yeah. However... Smallfoot is good. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Park. I don't care. I so. There, I think there are two voices that but, I care about. Oh my God! Please tell me which ones. Well, Besides they're both Norbert Leo Butts. They're both Broadways. They're uh, Norbert Leo Butts. Yeah. And I actually think Matthew Broderick does a really great job as her dad. I think it's cute that you call that a Broadway voice. Well, it, when people Kevin, who have stage experience. I'm sorry. I know Kevin Chamberlain is a Broadway when guy, Kevin too. Kevin Chamberlain is on this list, and you're like, Broadway guys, like Matthew Broderick. He didn't make most, as big in, of an impression on me, because he most, just plays... Most famous for Broadway. I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying these two gentlemen have stage experience. Kevin Chamberlain also does a great job, but he has like three lines as the uncle. Who's day off? Ferris Bueller? I've not heard of him. The producers, Brighton Beach, other things. Great. Movie? Something I've never heard of. No. He originated the role on Broadway. Uh So anyway, these people with stage experience, I think, are the most compelling in their roles. I, yeah. I didn't mind the girl either, the Brianna Densky. Yeah, I I don't know her. Um, no, she's a newcomer. She's yeah, for she, this project. She's pretty new. Um, she's she did great. I think she did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, none of these celebrity voices were were helpful. No, to me. John Oliver was distracting. You think John Oliver would be better at voice acting? I, I love his voice. I think he's funny. I think he's got a great voice. Yeah, I think he knows how to do funny things with yeah. his voice. I've seen. Two projects where Jonathan, where jo- Jonathan, Jonathan Oliver is a voice actor and he, like, he sucks. He Martin shorts up the whole thing. Yeah, it's rough. Um, that He's, is a reference to Titan Treasure, AE. Treasure Planet. Oh, Treasure Planet. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. John, Martin Short wouldn't be caught dead in Titan AE. John, John Oliver is not enjoyable in this. At Actively. All unenjoyable he, i would say he is really annoying his first line is funny it's the dehydration is not a joke yeah and then it becomes unbearable and i think part of that is that it's unclear all of these and okay so after <laughs> alice goes into wonderland uh-huh is her name alice june after june goes into wonderland this park that she like created when she was a kid in her mind. In her head. She goes into this park and she meets all these animal mascot guys that she made up in her mind. She had she stuffed animals of, but now they're real. And none of them have a distinct personality. No. They're all extreme and in your face. They're all poochy. 
They're all extreme, and yet, like you said, none of them really has a personality. No. Kind of the John Oliver character. Like, he is an overthinking, like, smarty, like, brainy type of. of. But it's not even fleshed out in a way. Like... Like his character set up at the beginning. Explain the explain the joke. Well, from so the you you enter the park when it's fully functioning in their imaginations, and you get to so like the bear is this mascot, and he says, "Welcome to Wonderland. Yeah. Have a wonderful day." And then I don't know what the pig is doing. I don't know what the pig is the doing there. Pig. No reason. But um, John Oliver's porcupine is giving like. Um, kind of like safety tips lecture. He's like, yeah. have you heard the joke about dehydration? And the families go, no, that's because dehydration is not a joke. Make sure you drink water when you're in the theme park. Great. That's great. That's a really fun setup. And I'm like, cool. I know who this character yes. is now. He He's a very serious character or he's like kind of fun, but like we're not messing around about this. And then you've got Norbert Leo Chimpanzee and yeah. he's like the Walt I get like Walt Disney and Mickey Mouse in one kind of. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like he's the mascot of the park, but not in the way that Boomer is confusing. He's the mascot of the park. He's the mascot of the park. So he's created and the architect. So he gets stuff whispered in his ear by what he experiences as a disembodied voice. And it's really June's mom who's saying maybe there should be a wheel of cogs type situation. And he goes wheel of cogs ride. Thank you, voice in the sky. Yeah. So that's how you're introduced to these characters. Yeah. And in the first scene where you see them, you think, cool, this Got is it. layer I one. Know who my char- yeah. This is the first time I'm meeting these characters who I will know much more about later. If you don't. And then, psych. Well, the bear <laughs> No falls, one is developed. The bear falls asleep a lot. The bear. Why is the bear narcoleptic? No reason. We have no reason no for reason. that. Um, that's it. The, I just described all the characters. That's traits. it. Yeah. The bear falls asleep. The monkey's sad, the but monkey's not sad. all the time, just in this situation. And then he sacrifices himself. But does. Look. For no reason. Look, there, the last hour of Wonder Park, and there are 90 minutes in it, is all action sequences is, with oh no beginning, it's, middle, or end. All like of a sudden, you're just. In a new action sequence. It's like someone wrote a really good short film. And then they were like, "Mm, 30 minutes is a little long for a short film. Let's make it a full film. And then the writer's like, I got it. Then he went to the end of his 30 minutes of script and wrote action sequence and then handed it back in. Here you go. Yeah. It's, oh, it's so... The plot, the, the emotional the, core just completely out the window. Yeah. Anytime there's an opportunity to reintroduce it, like when she finds this monkey in like this sad, isolated balloon house in kind of a zero gravity chamber that reminds me of the last scene in Big Hero 6. It reminds me. It's kind me of like a black hole. Of the, com- of the advertisements for the Museum of Sex where you see people bouncing on what I assume is a boob. Sure. And you think, oh, okay, here's the analog for our protagonist, and the monkey is sad but doesn't know why. But it turns out the monkey does know why, and the monkey has immediately diagnosed. He's like, I guess I have organized all these candies into color piles because I'm very sad. And you're like, well, okay, thanks for explaining that 
all at once. Yeah. Like we just saw your candy piles 30 seconds ago and you've seen June in the real world kind of become this kind of obsessive compulsive cleaner and organizer. Yeah. And so when you see those piles, you're like, oh, neat. June's going to realize this about, oh, it's over. No, the monkey just explains it. Oh, we don't have anywhere to go with this. Yeah. And then. then and then there's another action sequence. And he's like, fine. Again. Yeah. It's like, hey, we've got an opportunity for a really touching scene. Oh, cool. Put an action sequence in there. And then that scene in particular, three minutes later, June is sacrificing the monkey to the chimpanzee zombies so she can get out of the zero gravity zone and get wonder part. Like, she has no empathy. <laughs> She's like, screw you, sucker. Yeah. It's so I've, been, I've been meaning to ask you a question. Actively undermines the emotional core that they build. I've been meaning to ask you a question. And uh, may I first state that I hate the chimpanzee zombies? I think they're dumb and annoying. And they're I, the only thing I like about the last hour of Wonder Park. I hate that they're called chimpanzee zombies. Because <laughs> it's harder to say. Chimpanzee zombie. So, that being said, to me, the chimpanzee zombies remind me of something that you actively hate. And I am surprised that you like them. And it is the coconut guys from Moana. Okay. I'm ready to argue this. Go for it. The chimpanzee zombies are, uh, we are explicitly told what they are. They mm -hmm. are plush toys in the gift shops of Wonderland yeah. that are based upon Peanut, the main, the Norbert Leo chimpanzee. Yeah. Who have like come to life. So it's like a bunch of Mickey dolls have come to life. Yeah. And um, they're evil. And they're, they're evil because the darkness, yeah. this like dark purple cloud has shrouded Wonderland. And it's like kind of june's grief it's kind of june's um unwillingness to deal with her grief it's there's not a one-to-one -one, and it's not even in a good way that there's not a one-to-one -one. this is a bad version of never-ending story yeah uh, i've never seen that sorry I, never I believe you story is like all about the darkness if you say wonder park is a bad version of blank <sighs> i'm inclined to believe you because sorry. that's what it is keep keep going yeah I, I appreciate your explanation it just like it just oh yeah hit me all at once i'm like oh that's where i've seen this movie before <laughs> well now i want to watch better. the never ending story it's great because i like inside out which this is also a bad version yeah. of never ending story never ending story too pretty good german uh pretty good oh huh. pretty german i thought oh i thought those were henson puppets I do not believe that to be the case. That's interesting. I'm I could be learning wrong. new things strike, all the time. Strike me down if I am wrong. I like the chimpanzee zombies because they only have one shtick. The coconuts, I don't know why they're there. Yeah. They they don't have faces. Yeah. Part of the chimpanzee zombies, I like that they're singing this like happy song, but in this kind of like dissonant minor key. They're singing like kind of the theme song to Wonderland. It's happy, happy, da 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 yeah. da da. I wish I had an actual grasp on what that song was yes it would be nice to hear it first yeah. for sure the coconuts show up out of nowhere they're not a recurring threat that's one of the problems i have with well, coconuts the coconuts are introduced uh, in the opening song of moana not the coconut Consider people the, coconuts. the what not the same <laughs> things they okay. show up for one scene yeah no one learns anything. They have nothing to do with anything. Oh. They go away. They're done. Well, everyone learned the most important lesson. Don't mess with coconuts. The chimpanzee zombies 
I feel like I, I feel like it's it's the amount of importance the director tells me. Like yeah. I feel like Moana tells me the coconuts are important and then they immediately wipe them from the movie. That's fair. The chimpanzee zombies, they're like they're this kind of like annoyance that come up like they're kind of the major conflict that we're yeah. dealing with like physically, but we n- we don't really see them as big of a threat as as June's grief that she needs to get over. Like it still maintains that thread, even though this movie is hella confusing and drops threads all over the place. Yeah. We still know it's really June who has to work past her block. I could knit a sweater with all the threads that get dropped in this movie. Boom. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> yeah. They're just cute. I like their, I like their, I've never seen a Minion movie, but from what I understand about Minions, oh. I like their kind of like, um, kind of blank affect yeah um in contrast to the mischief they're making i think that's a funny thing we gotta get on despicable me i know i swear you're gonna enjoy that movie it's a good movie i expect to i'm i'm gonna be disappointed if i don't and you're gonna be disappointed that we have to watch like five minion movies after it (sighs) so june's grief is in this movie she's dealing with her sick mom yeah um they kind of drop it all over the place. Um, yeah. How does my neighbor Totoro deal with the same thing? Because on paper, it's the same, right? Mom is in a hospital. She can't come visit with us. Yeah. We are physically and emotionally separated from mom. So I've been I've been trying to think about this because I I'm I am really interested in in this comparison because in and I I. I let me ask you this. How old do you think uh, June is? She starts a different age than the main plot. I feel like we meet June at like seven. Sure. And she's maybe 10 by the time she gets into Wonder Park. We're like, is, is 10 when mom gets sick? Because there are two different voice actors. Oh. Um, yeah, 10 is when mom gets sick. How old do you think Satsuki is? I'd also say... Like ten, like about the same, and age, May right? is like four or five. So the the interesting thing to me about Wonder Park is I feel like uh, June is given a lot of information, mm, and mm-hmm. like to me she seems like I think I think you're right. I think she's probably like ten ish, but also she acts like she's like twelve or thirteen to me. She might be 12 or... The, like, the math jokes they throw out on math camp is maybe more 12 or 13. Yeah. Like, her reactions feel very teenager-y. Or preteen. Yeah. Yeah. Early teen to preteen. Yeah. I'd say that's um, accurate. But also, like, clearly written by an adult. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a person with adult knowledge, even though she's a kid. Like, mm-hmm. she's an adult character. Yeah. Um, she just happens to be a child. Yeah. And that's something that uh, I think does not happen in Totoro is these kids are kids. Absolutely. Um, and like we were talking about the, the mom's sickness not appearing until the middle of the movie. And I think what, what I think is interesting about that is if I'm like a 10 year old kid and I'm going to a new house and there might be ghosts in it and like all this stuff, like 
I don't have time in my mind to think of two things. Yeah, that's on the forefront today. And like, also, that's just how my mind works. I don't remember a lot of things if I'm busy <laughs> with something else. But like, um, so I think that's that's interesting. And it's like, yeah, mom's sick, but she's with the doctors. They're making her better. I do not have to worry about it. Like, they're they're worried they want mom to come home, yeah. but they're kind of like, Oh, yeah, mom's with the doctor. She's getting better. And dad is a very stable voice and very delivers a very stable narrative around it, too. Yeah. Also, dad just dad just seems to kick ass. Dad rocks, yeah. He handles a lot of child in that movie. Yes, he does. Um, May is absolutely a handful. I know because my sister was May and my niece is now <laughs> And she has May. a May, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We have a maze in our family. So, uh, yeah, the kid's a handful. And dad's just like, yeah, I, I, I got this. And he's staying bright and he's staying cheery. And nothing, like, nothing really bad. Like, you know, there's like little pouts and tantrums with May and stuff. But, like, the time where stuff seems to get really bad in the movie is when Satsuki gets a telegram Mm -hmm. that her dad needs to call the hospital. Yeah. And suddenly the girl, like this is the only point in the movie where the girls are like, Oh, mom might be in trouble. Mm -hmm. We got to Is she going to be okay? Is she going to die? What's going to happen? And the little, the girls start fighting and and all this. Um, And I think that's interesting because I feel like that's accurate to like my childhood experience. If you're like, yeah, mom's with the doctor. She's getting better. Okay. Yeah. And I think it speaks, this movie does really well because the first, like, you see them visit mom. Mm -hmm. You see that they have a strong bond with her. Then they go home. They're like, cool. We'll see her again soon. Yeah. So it's a compounding of things that creates the moment you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It's one, mom was going to come here for a visit. That's canceled because she took a turn. But she's going to be okay. So you have that, like, kind of repressed stress that you're like, I'm stressed out about this, but people are saying it's okay. And then it's that one little thing, right? Dad's mm-hmm. called to the hospital and it could be anything. And you're like, done, forget this. Like yeah. I'm like waterworks, right? Yeah. It's the, that spillover moment, which I think um, Wonder Park has for one moment. Yeah. I think because when she, when uncle, when Kevin Chamberlain, uncle Kevin comes over and she, so Wonder Park used to, like, their creative version of Wonder Park, so it's mm-hmm. made of, like, popsicle sticks and different gadgets around the house. It spreads both floors of the house. It spreads in all the rooms. And yeah. you see it shrink and shrink and shrink as mom is spending less time at home. And June is becoming more and more like, no, this isn't a thing I can deal with. Mm-hmm. And then uncle and aunt come over and they're like, here's a new Ferris wheel for your Wonder Park. Show us it all. Like Wonder Park, Wonder Park, Wonder Park. And it it puts June over the edge and that's when she burns the blueprints. Yeah. She has a similar tantrum that it's it's a small thing, but it's enough. And I feel like what you're saying is absolutely true. She's more treated like an adult with a lot of information. But that moment I really liked for yeah. the same reason that I liked May's tantrum in Totoro that it's this little thing. And because this is a kid dealing with emotions the way a kid does, this is the thing. Yeah. And now it's bad. Um, 
Yeah, and and that's I think that's still in that like first thirty minutes of Wonder Park where the, the movie is just amazing. The good movie, yeah. And like mom's mom's sickness is also more explicit. Yes. In Totoro, we're a little bit treated like the kids. Mm. We don't know what's wrong. We're mm-hmm. never told. Nope. We don't know if it's actually really serious. Or and mom not. seems very upbeat and capable mm-hmm. when we do see her. Yeah. Which is she's with not, the kids. She's not like standing up. She's laying yeah. or sitting in a bed. But yeah. that's about it. That's all we know. Yeah. Wonder Park, we know. Yeah. Like as adults. And I. that's that's another thing where I'm like, are we the audience? Are the kids the audience? It's kind of. Like, we see mom getting weaker, we see her getting mm-hmm. tired, or we see her hair start to lose color, and we assume, like, I I thought mom was going to die. I did, too. I think the movie might have thought that at one point. Yeah. Too. Yeah. In Totoro, we don't see mom come home. We don't. We see, like, it ends with, with like, the girl's taking the cat bus to go see mom but they don't interact with her they don't interact with her but they do they leave see her, her getting the corn they that leave her the piece of said corn we love you mom May was trying to bring yeah yeah that's kind of where the movie ends. and mom is alive and upbeat talking Mom's with alive dad and upbeat and seems okay but we don't see her come back we don't see like a resolution mm-hmm. um but we get the feeling like i don't know i do get i get the feeling that mom's gonna be fine yeah Yes, and. Yeah. So, like, it, I think it's, and I think you can go either way, whether this is, like, more literal or less literal. It's, it is not stated that anyone but May and Satsuki can see cat bus, Totoro, right. anything. So, like, if they're traveling to mom via cat bus, are they? Are, are they, they seeing that image for real of yeah. mom through the window from the cat bus? Or... Are they imagining it or is it a mix? Are they I like think, there the next time and so that gets implanted? Like, I think they are really there because mom and dad find the corn. Yeah. So I think they are really there. I don't know if it's like the cat bus or if like dad put the corn on the windowsill and was like, oh, what's this? Yeah. Or, you know, like I don't know what the reality is. Yeah. Because it, it it's very seems, blurred. It's very yeah. blended. Yeah. But mom comes back in Wonder Park. Yes. Is this at, like right That's at the end? That's very jarring. Yeah. Yes. It's the la- I think it's the last moment, isn't it? Yeah. So do, do you remember how this unfolds? Not really because the movie doesn't care. So June makes Wonder Park work again because she has decided to continue being creative no. and generative even in spite of her having a tough time struggling with her mom's sickness. Yeah. Park's going great. She leaves. She comes back home. Dad thinks she's at math camp. She comes back home. She's like, I wasn't ready for math camp. Dad asks a troubling few amount of questions about how uh, she got back. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's fine. And then she goes up to her room, and then you hear a ding dong. Dad says, come down here. It's for you. She's like, no, I don't want to talk to anyone. And he opens the door, and it's mom looking all better. I think that's the way it is plays that, out. Is that the same, like, day? There's a doorbell. There's a, a running thing, not even a gag, but, like, her neighbor. Yeah. Um, is it Banky? Bank, Banksy? The, the, yeah, the graffiti Banksy. artist. Um, 
her neighbor like always rings the doorbell for her and sometimes yeah. she wants to and then in her grief she doesn't want to answer the door as much. But wait, does does she come back and then that day mom comes back? I think so. Interesting. I think she starts working on Wonder Park again. There might be a time lapse that there I'm unaware be, of. I think there's a time lapse. Because However. Otherwise I can forgive Dan a little bit. Yeah, there are two things wrong with yeah. this. One is what's, that. What's number one? Well, one is that mom looks totally healthy right away. And this is the first we are led to believe this is the first June has seen her since she went to the hospital this is the first time she for left the a hospital. serious treatment for possibly a fatal it, illness. Yeah. So first time she comes back because she's healthy because they use a blue scarf as the symbol of her being sick. She starts wearing the blue scarf mm. as she gets sicker and sicker. She goes to the hospital in a blue scarf. She comes back. It's a very, it's like a, this is an animation trick we can do, but it's like not super done well. This is symbolism. Look at us. She comes back and she's not wearing the scarf. I don't think. Okay. I, I so feel like means, I remember that. That so means she's healthy. She's healthy and there's no threat. Yeah. So one, that's a problem because it's, we've kind of undone all that we've done poorly as a creative team, but all that we've done in terms of June needs to keep on making her wonder shine despite there being a darkness that might always be there. Because she leaves Wonder Park and this darkness cloud has kind of transformed into this lighter color and it's a smaller ball. And they make a point of saying, like, do you think the darkness will ever go away? June says, I don't don't know. I think it might always be there in a small way. And then mom comes back and it's fine. It's like, you've undone undone that. that, like, that nice message. I wish you would fleshed yeah. it out or like made it related to anything else in the movie but our character's grown up a little bit yeah and then so it's okay if mom comes home sick that gives her it's actually, that gives us a better sense of okay can i pitch you an ending to this you could pitch me a new movie to here, this and i wouldn't care so instead of mom coming home or mom coming home sick june visits her in the hospital mom's in bad shape, but getting better. Mm-hmm. June brings her a piece of the park and says, "Look, and I made this new ride." An ear of corn with a blueprint for Wonder Park. I mean, but she yes, she yeah. brings her and she's absolutely like, Look, this would I be made better. This new ride. And Mom's like, "Oh, you're making the park again." And it ends. And then, it ends with the fade out as June is excitedly explaining this feature yeah. and this feature and this feature and in and credits. Then over credits, we see Mom getting better, rehabilitated. And sure. That's great. There you go. Not mom coming home completely healthy Ta-da! and all of this was for nothing because yeah, mom's fine. Kind You're of. An idiot child. Why yeah. were you so worried? Um, yeah, that's upsetting. So the second reason What's it's upsetting two? is that dad answers the door. Shouldn't she have come home with the from the hospital like with her husband or with yeah. anyone? It seems like she's just at the door by herself. There's we're, no nurse. There's no like neighbor friend we're given the impression she's that driven is, herself home from possible like months-long chemotherapy this is treatment the first time she has left the hospital to come home oh. i think i i i i don't know what i think you joked about this with totoro but was it actually happened in wonder was park? wonder park mom in rehab um oh maybe like maybe that's why she was like was the scarf covering up like Needles? Needles? Yeah. Like, what? Because what 
what other like I I had I had surgery. I needed like a couple of weeks to recover and people to take you places. And people to take me places. You had a, a broken foot not too long ago. Yeah. You didn't go to the hospital for six weeks and then come also, out fine. It's, it's even like just symbolic. Like dad seems like a good guy. He seems like a good husband, a good dad. Uh, Why wouldn't he seems pick like a good her? Husband. He seems like a terrible dad. He doesn't really know where his kid is. Yeah. He he seems like the type of person who would pick up his wife taking her from the hospital home for it's, the first time so, in several months. It's just so weird. And like He's not busy, he's just like doing dishes. If the movie had earned an emotional moment here? Yeah. Like if it had built up to it. Right. Well, cuz that's what they wanted. They wanted the ding ding. It's but, mom. But we never like it didn't build up to no. it. So it didn't earn our suspension of disbelief. So we're just like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Poor ending yeah have you seen anything else recently that didn't earn the emotional ending it was supposed to have i don't know plenty no um anything on stage anything it was certainly not with norbert leo butts or king of stage matthew broderick king of stage matthew broderick uh yeah any musicals recently i don't know but uh, i mean you know what is a Good album, Jagged Little Pill. Oh, yeah. We should make a Broadway musical out of that album. Let's not. Let's not. For some reason. And have uh, Juno write it. If you really love Alanis Morissette and want to go see Jagged Little Pill, respect. Just know that it is very heavy, very intense. Should have multiple uh, trigger and content warnings on it. some warnings. And it... And it sucks. Yeah. Um, But you will hear But people sing the songs. You'll hear Alanis Morissette's songs. You will also also, hear people in the audience singing Alanis Morissette mm -hmm. songs. But also, like, if you just wait, like, six months, you'll probably see, like, 54 Below does Alanis Morissette. That's all we need. Or something like that, and that's going to be better. Or just go see Alanis. The point is... Don't see Jagged Little Bill. No. Um, I'm getting up our show notes so I can see if we... We got to make sure we've tackled everything we need to tackle. Yeah. So... Dick, you've you've had thirty years to ponder my neighbor Totoro, yeah. and we have we haven't super talked about Totoro in this episode oh yet. Oh my god, no, we haven't. We haven't talked about our well, neighbor. So we've talked about the moms being sick. Yeah, we've talked about kids dealing with mom being sick. Yeah, and the premise of both of these movies yeah. is has to do with an imaginary world. Now in Totoro, they create it. It's possibly imaginary. They create it, and it's kind of a, fo- a way of dealing. In Wonder Park, she shuts down an imaginary world as a way of dealing. So, yeah. why, why, why Totoro? Why, why an an imaginary animal? Like it's not even an animal. It's just yeah. a an invented creature in this story. So May is the first one to see him, mm-hmm. and uh, Sasuke. Uh, Sasuke at one point, excuse me, at one point says, uh, uh, she's like, Totoro, like that creature from your picture books? Uh, implying that like May is maybe making up a thing. And this is, um, th- there's precedent for them making things up possibly because of those soot sprites mm-hmm. in the house. Yeah. That nanny, their like housekeeper says, oh, I used to see those when I was a kid. Yeah. 
So it's kind of implied that these are imaginary. Did you get that she was a housekeeper? Right? Like kind of like she she's like a Khalid. No. We went to Morocco and she's like a housekeeper slash daycare provider. No. Who is she? She's she's like lives next door down the road. But she's hired by them. Like she watches the kids. Dad pays her money to when? do things. When? She helps clean up the house. Yes. Yeah, but he introduced her. He said, This is Nanny. She's gonna help take care of you. She is a paid staff member of the Tetsuki May household. I think I don't think it's a paid staff member as much as it is here is a neighbor. I'm gonna give her some money. I'm going to, take to care enslave her. Oh, but there is money. Yeah, yeah, but like 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 we had a neighbor when I was growing up that would babysit us and I don't know if she was given any money or not, but she's definitely given like stuff as like a hey, can you watch the kids? Yeah, that's absolutely. fair. Yeah, I just thought it was coincidence that she was mm. neighbor because she was there on day one. Yeah, like she was there on moving move day. Yeah, so I thought up. that was a prearranged oh, situation. I, I, I've I've always read that as like a this is a welcoming neighbor who's like w- welcoming the new people oh. in and helping them out. Okay, interesting. Yeah, cool. Anyway, so it's bright. Yes, there's they might be there. They might imagine it. Yeah. It's not clear. Yeah, it's it's unclear and. Both Nanny and Dad are like, yep, those are a thing. But we can't see them. We can't see them because we are too old. But right. we could see them when we were kids. So it's a little bit of like Santa Claus. It's a little bit of that, right? Mm-hmm. But without the like, woo, we used to be. Like, yeah. it's, it's just in earnest. Like, yeah, I could see that when I was a kid. I don't mm-hmm. Um, And so May's the first one that sees Totoro. And then uh, Sasuke sees Totoro. Uh, Satsuki, sorry. And that's it. The adults never do. Um, and they have whole. They have like a nighttime romp with Totoro yeah. and his friends, where they like grow super tall trees in yeah. a patch of soil. And in the morning, they wake up and they're just little sprouts, and they're very excited. Yeah. But clearly, that didn't happen. Right. But also, the things did sprout. So yeah, yeah, it kind of happened. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. There's a lot of like kind of in mm-hmm. this, and it's I think that's very sweet. Um, but I think your original question was like why mm-hmm. why Totoro? I think yeah, like why do they why do they make up this creature and this. And that, then the terrifying cat bus. For all intents and purposes, have has nothing to do with anyone else. Right. It's just their thing. They don't act they don't talk to it about their mother. They don't say like Totoro, I am yeah. sad today. Will you make me happy? It's just like Totoro happens in between yeah. their like real life events. Yeah, and he's he's sometimes a catalyst for things. Like he helps uh find May at the end. Via the cat bus. Via the cat bus. But he calls the cat bus. Yeah. Um, and it seems like he might... Like, Dad refers to him as the Lord of the Forest uh, and thanks him for keeping May safe or, like, prays to a tree and thanks. Yeah, that part to me is, like, being a good dad. Being yeah. like, all right, you've got an invisible friend. I'll play along. 100%. Or I'll connect it to this thing that I can... 
like confirmed to you is real, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, like the the spirit of the forest, right. the the animus, right? So, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's an interesting way to tell, like like you were saying before, that kids generally think about one thing at a time, mm-hmm. and I think this is sequenced and structured in an interesting way where you as the audience are only dealing with one thing at a time just like the perspectives I think I think Miyazaki does a really good job of that of putting you squarely in this first person sometimes it's two first person but you don't know a lot more than your protagonist there's a lot happening that you are just like what and And your protagonist is what and there's some stuff that you will never know. There's there's no dramatic irony yeah. in a Miyazaki movie. Yeah. There's no, nothing that the audience knows that the main character doesn't know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a neat way to tell the story because you're very much fixed in their perspective. It it keeps you in the moment in the movie so that once you end and back up and are like, what did I just see? You can zoom out to that third, mm. you know, that third person perspective. Mm-hmm. But it's I I like the switching back and forth because I feel like that is more that is more real and that is more honest than like oh Totoro's here with me in the hospital no when you're in the hospital visiting mom you're thinking about mom yeah Totoro is the replacement for mom or the like distraction from thinking about mom it's never explicitly explicitly stated as such right and that's again more honest as well. Totoro is also something that they tell mom about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is like, I don't know how much of that is like, like, you know, subconsciously, of course, them being like, mom, don't worry, we're okay. We have, mm-hmm. like, we have dad, but we also have another protector who mm-hmm. is Totoro. Or don't worry, we're okay. We're having adventures and we're having fun. Yeah. And we want you to be part of it too. Yeah. And how much of it is just like, look, these are kids. They yeah. are doing a kid thing that's just a little slice of them being kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I assume that it is related to their coping because we see a big tantrum right. related to mom. Like, we see it. It's yeah. part of the movie. It's not ignored. It's not just this light romp. So I assume it's intentionally there. And it's not just a totally separate divorce thing, but... It's just really cool how it's done. I also kind of wonder if it's like a little bit of like childhood wish. Like, I don't know. I could see myself when I was eight or something being like, oh, this bad thing is happening. I wish He-Man would come and save Mm -hmm. the day and fix this or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, creating this like mystical creature or whatever in your head that's going to save the day. Yeah. I wonder if it's kind of like, well, that does happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and Totoro does save the day. Yeah. So that's interesting. What about um, Wonder Park, which I, I would say is much more explicit. Well, in the, it's explicitly in, in the reason for it. Inverse, right? Mm-hmm. Like the imaginative world is the bond between mom and daughter. Mm-hmm. This is the thing they do together. Yeah. It's the way mom express is the the main way that we see as the audience that mom expresses the you can do anything you want june mm-hmm. i'm so proud of you you have such an interesting brain like all these great mom things like i love her as a mom yeah i like i really like the parents in this movie 
we only get them in the first half hour. I really like the mom in this movie. Um, I, think, I think dad's a little slipshod. Fair. But I think that's also a little bit honest, that's fair. right? Like, that's fair. dad is not, he, he never intended to be in charge of this household. Yeah. Dad was, dad was, and then whoops. Not wanting to be a single parent. It just kind of happened. Yeah. Um, for a while. And so the, it's this cool thing they have together. And I think it's a really interesting concept that once, you know, she's on, unsh- June is unsure what's going to happen to mom. And so instead of continuing this world that is their bond, mm. she just puts it on freeze and she blocks it away because she cannot um, continue to nurture that bond. And it just makes her sad when she thinks about it. She's like disconnecting. She's disconnecting so that I don't have to think about what happens if mom doesn't come back to build this with me. Oh. Right? Yeah. Like I see all that in the first half hour. Yeah. And then once she gets to Wonder Park, again, you've got the cloud over Wonder Park, which could be a neat metaphor, but I think it's supposed to be like four different things in the yeah. narrative of the movie. Like, there's and a that's point, there's a point where I feel like there's a really good like uh, where it's like depression. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But then it's like loss or anger or. Yeah, it's like walling sad. up, right? Like isolation. It's it's a bunch of different things, which it can be, but it's not done well. So I don't. Yeah, it. Yeah, I don't it's know not what to like do with it's it. a lot of things. It, it's just not. Yeah, it's it's not focused. Yeah. So I do like this idea of like you can't shut down the things that make you you just because they remind you of your relationship with mm. another person. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're gonna re- remake this movie, which you'd have to. Um, <laughs> that would be the overarching thing that you go with. And I think it is, I think it is one thread that is through the movie. Yeah. I think they lose it for like 20 minutes at a time and then like, oh, we got to pick this back up. But I like that idea because it like every child deals with grief differently. Yeah. And if you like, we don't know a lot about the relationship that Tatsuki and May have with their mother. Right. We know it's affectionate, but we don't know specifics. We don't know what they did together. We don't know their specific bond. We just know they have a mom. And so it's reverse here that you know more about June and her mom together than apart. Mm -hmm. And so it makes sense that this thing shuts down. Um, What Where I'm still lost is where does she go? I guess, again, it can be a blurred thing. Like No, but when she... Hops out of the bus, wanders into the woods, discovers Wonder Park. Oh, where does June... uh, Where is she? Is she like passed out for a couple hours? Is this like Wizard of Oz? Like a house hits her? Like... Do you think a house hits Dorothy in Wizard of Oz? She gets hit by something. She like knocks into a wall. What else happens? She gets hit by something. She gets knocked out. She must, yeah. She doesn't get hit by a house though. Well, I don't know. There are houses flying around. It's all very confusing. She hits her head, I think, maybe on like a door frame. That sounds I think that's, most likely. I, yes. You know, canon. Canon. The, she gets hit by a house. The witch gets hit by a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Dorothy's. Uh, but really, isn't Dorothy every character in her dream? So ooh, if the witch gets hit by the house, then so well. does Dorothy. Boom. Anyway, June. Yeah. And I, I, I'm fine with suspending disbelief, but also like what happened? Like June is different coming out of wonder park than how she enters it yeah so what happens 
what real what is the actual thing that yeah. happens? Is yeah. she just kind of like wandering the woods and talking to trees? I mean, that is for a couple hours. Like, that, is she is she pretending? Is she doing what she used to do in her room with her mom, but just by herself to like process it? Like, she needs a minute. And does she really find like there's a scrap of paper that she finds? Yeah, the blueprint from the, the fire. The yeah. Such a contrivance. So there's like magic, right? There's it's such a contrivance. There's magic. Yeah. The I I yeah, the contrivance is something different. That little like yeah, pe- that scrap of paper with the word June that ends up being how you turn back on the cogs in the yeah, main it's like she wasn't part of the my land. Name. She was connecting the cogs. Yeah, but she was doing both. Like you had to no, do was, a cursive J U N E to make like in that order really to make the cogs work. There was a sweet moment where mom writes June's name on a thing mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And then it turns out to be the way to solve a Wonder Park But puzzle. I think that's the best argument for this is in June's head and she's like yeah. retro like retconning the elements to kind of like be part of this new creative mm. reality mm. for her, right? But at the same time, like, where was she for three hours? Right. Or was she, like, was it just like a kind of like a dream where she had it in 12 seconds and yeah. then she's running back home? She wasn't gone long. But. No, because no teacher realized she was gone for long enough to call dad. Dad was unaware that she was not on the trip yeah. when she ended up back at the house. <clears throat> okay. Anyway. Wait, wait, two things. The logic things. doesn't have to work every time. <clears throat> it's just two. more... Two things. Okay, I know More camp things. is. I know camp is different. <laughs> I know camp is different, but math camp we can assume there's some organization. You're, right. You're a teacher. You've you've taken field trips. Yeah. If the bus were to break down and all the kids were to get off. Yeah. What is there a procedure for making sure all those kids get back on the bus? Yeah, you'd have buddies. You'd have chaperones assigned to each kid. You wouldn't let them wander the way that June did. Like, well, there, there is, there are machinations in the plot that allow this to be somewhat plausible. Sure. Her best friend pretends to throw up or yeah. pretends to get sick. They're attending to him medically. They they create, there's some kind of physical distraction so that she's able to walk away. They would notice pretty quickly and call home immediately. But it's poten- it's potentially plausible that she yes. does get away at least. Yes. Okay. It's not plausible that in the time frame, dad wouldn't know about it. So that's, that's I don't know, that's just a thing that left to my mind just now. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I had a different read initially on why Wonder, or why June was taking down the Wonder Park that she and her mom made together. Mm. And it made part of the movie a little confusing to me until I realized that I had it wrong. Is I thought she was angry because one thing that can happen when people get sick or die or aren't mm-hmm. taking care of us is we can get angry at them. Yeah. Even though it's like it's not, it doesn't like make logical sense to be angry. I was like, oh, she's she's upset that mom left. Mm. She's she's maybe angry at mom. She's maybe angry at dad. But I was like, oh, maybe she's angry at mom, and she's like. Cool, if you're going to leave me, I'm going to destroy this thing we made. Or I'm going to take this thing we made and I'm going to put it away. Mm. So I thought we were going that route. Interesting, yeah. And I guess I kind of like, I misinterpreted what was going on there. And it made little bits and pieces like a little confusing for me 
until I was like, oh, oh, got it. I mean, certainly anger is there, right? Yeah. Like June doesn't really know how she feels. Yeah. I don't think she's able to articulate why she's taking it down. No. So I think I I think that is a plausible read in yeah. there. And I like that too. But I kinda I was kinda hoping that would be more of the movie. Yeah. Is like dealing with with that, which would be like a really complex Yeah. Uh emotion. Complex and specific enough to make yeah. a movie about. And specific, yeah. Yeah. Which is which I feel like this movie was was not. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Kate. Dick. Is it time? For? The final cut. Yeah. All right. Final cut is when we play a couple of games and give slightly shorter answers than we've been giving. I don't know that they're games. They're absolutely not games. Categories. We do a lightning round of slow lightning questions. Slow lightning. All right, Kate. Yes. What's the first question we ask? Scene shout-outs. Scene shout-outs? That's correct. What's a scene shout-out? Well, we shout-out a scene from the movie that we thought was particularly resonant, memorable. Ooh. We want to give a high-five to. Dang. Okay, cool. Well, you're starting. All right. Uh, I'm throwing you under the bus, making you start. The cat bus. And you get to start with, speaking of cat buses, Wonder yeah. Park. Let's start with Wonder Park. <laughs> Yeah, let's start with Wonder Park. Um, first half hour of this movie, very good. Yeah, well, you can't shout out the entire first half hour. I, cool. I liked <laughs> the, we've already talked about like her tantrum with the fireplace, so I'm going to choose something different. Um, I liked the the first kind of reveal of Wonder Park when it's still in the imaginary state. Um, when the mom and June are building it together and you dive in for a second mm. to the quote-unquote real Wonder Park with the mascots who like move and breathe like living creatures. Yeah. You get to see what they're talking about in terms of this bear introducing the park to everyone and yeah. that one funny line with John Oliver. And you see... The one. You see, Ma, uh, you see June tell mom, oh, we should have... This kind of attraction, I forget what it is. And mm-hmm. then mom whispers it in the stuffed monkey's ear. And then you go into the park zone. Yeah. And then you see the monkey get the signal out of nowhere, announce it to the crowd, and then whisper into the air, thank you, whoever you are. I thought that was such a neat and interesting setup. Yeah. That doesn't really get paid off. No. But I liked the 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 delicious possibility in that moment. And also, it's just like, this is done by Nickelodeon Studios. It's 100% Disney World. They they have Universal Studios. They actively decided, we're not going to make this look like Universal Studios. No, there wasn't a single screen ride. Because we understand that it is an inferior park to Walt Disney World. I mean, there was a Mickey Mouse. There was, yeah. There was a Mickey there was, Mouse. There was a, a hidden Mickey. There was yeah. a three-circle yeah. shape. Yeah. Um. That scene specifically reminds me of like late nineties PC games. Mm. There were a lot oh. of like, like yeah, yeah. Like there were a lot of like God games at the time, and also management games at the mm-hmm. time. So it reminds me of like what might a commercial for theme park or roller coaster tycoon roller coaster look tycoon. like? Yeah. Um, but it also reminds me of like um, black and white or or um, 
oh my god i uh peter molyneux not to be confused with stephen molyneux or stephen molyneux not to be confused with peter molyneux one of them makes mostly good games one of them is a horrible monster so uh one of them is great don't get them confused hey good luck um so yeah, it, it just reminds me of like this this kind of quirky time in PC gaming where they'd be like, "Hey, you're you're like in charge of this theme park, but also you're kind of giving the orders to this monkey who's gonna build everything." Like, oh, that's fun. Yeah, I want to yeah. play that. Yeah, no. for sure. Dick Wonder Park, scene shout out. Hmm. Crap! I should have thought of something, shouldn't I? Mm-mm. Um. Yeah. So okay, my. It's it's small, but the moment that gave me the most, the moment where I was most engaged with this movie is when June gets off the bus, wanders into the forest, and uncovers, uh, she sees like something covered in like moss and trees, mm-hmm. and then she realizes it's like a roller coaster car. And then she gets in it, and then it kind of takes off. And, like, yeah. the imagery there, seeing the car, like, all grown over, like, abandoned theme car parks are neat. Yeah, they right? are. Right? And, like, just just having that discovery. I, I think that's what I wanted more of in this movie. Mm. And I think that's something I I think could be learned from Miyazaki mm-hmm. is, like, discovery is just as important as plot because that's it once you get in that theme park it's it's just all systems go and it can work in like a meet the robinsons way where there's just like five minutes of absolute chaos and then okay let's back up let's break it down down. yeah but it never calms down after that first five minutes of chaos and you're constantly it's you're you're being introduced to new zones and new characters, but like you said, that discovery is gone. It's just like slap in the face as yeah. opposed to I want to wonder. Di- I want to discover more as I go mm-hmm. along. Um, I also really wanted more stuff to be overgrown. Mm. I thought it was really cool looking. Yeah, and it it was like just that thing was overgrown. Everything else was just kind of like rusty, kind of yeah. or just sitting there. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of weird. But that moment, and and that's the moment in the trailer where I was like, oh, I got to see this. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Then the rest of the trailer happened. Right. Yeah. My neighbor Totoro. I got oh. I got a scene if, unless you want to go first. Uh, no, you can go ahead. Go ahead. Go first. In the beginning of the movie, when they are first exploring their new house. Oh, this is. Is this going to be yours? Sorry. Go now I'm going first. Go My turn. Um. Tatsuki is exploring the house and there's a bunch of rooms. It's I don't I don't know what I mean, I guess dad is a professor. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they should be able to afford He's this a house. Professor or but an it's also architect or something. A fixer upper, so it's falling apart. It's big, but it's, it's falling apart. It's in the apart. middle of literally nowhere. So they're going room by room. Satsuki and May is like trailing along. Yeah. And they're like finding these soot sprites and all these things. But what is again just super honest about this is how much of a little sibling Mei is uh-huh. in these scenes. Tatsuki will come in and she'll be like, anybody here? And then like she'll leave the room. Mei will come in, anybody here? And leave the room or like 
Yeah. Like Satsuki will like whatever her big sister does, she comes look in and through does a it. window, and May will do it more comically because she's yeah. smaller and she almost tips through it. Like yeah. it's so such a good little sister track, it's right? Like very, it's very real to yeah. life. Yeah. And from that, I mean, that's early on, and I love May from this point on. Yeah. So good work. Yeah. On that. Uh, I want to I want to briefly touch on a moment that happens just after this um, where they are in the attic. They have found the attic and uh, May <laughs> notices a soot sprite trying to get into a crack in the wall. And she like pokes her finger in it. And then whoosh, all these soot sprites come flying out and May comes downstairs like just covered in dirt. Yeah, the, the May is constantly covered in dirt throughout I, this movie yeah. and I love it. The kids have like dirty hands and dirty knees yeah. and it, it really just adds something. Yeah. So that's not going to be my shout out oh, because okay. you, you had the beginning of, of I was going to do that whole that whole spiel. So um, I, I want to, can I do like one more mini shout out? You love this movie. Sorry. Yeah, I'll let you. Um, there's a guy we haven't really talked about who's like the kid neighbor of May and Satsuki. He's like the, Nanny's grandson. The extremely sexually frustrated 12-year-old boy next door. I wouldn't describe him as sexually frustrated. I would describe him as unaware of what sex is. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. he knows girls <laughs> make him nervous. Like, uh-huh. He's just at that point where he's like, girl, uh, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to run. <laughs> um, he has some great moments. So I just want to call out one, which is him riding a bicycle that's too big for him. So he has to like stick his legs weirdly through the body of the bicycle uh, to ride it. And it goes, I guess, faster than walking. Anyway, I just love that. So I wanted to put that out there. Um the moment I will shout out of him, though, is when um, Mei and Satsuki are um, hiding in a shrine uh, from the rain. They're just like in, in like a little shrine on the side of the road. And this kid uh, comes up to them and he offers them the umbrella. And Satsuki's like, what? And he like holds out the umbrella Sticks really aggressively face, yeah. at her. And she like slowly reaches up to grab it. And then he gets frustrated. And he just like puts it on the ground and then runs. <laughs> yeah, that's and, really like, strong. As he's running, like we're seeing him get like super wet. We're seeing him get soaked. And like it's not clear that he knows why he did it. But then you see like a little smile and it's like, aw. Aw. He's a cute. sweet one. Yeah, he's a sweet, he's a sweet, weird boy. Yes. I, I I identify. Are those? Is that your shout out? That's my shout okay. out. Okay, that's my shout out. Awesome. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, our next. My shout out is the entire movie. I know. Let me start from the beginning. <laughs> come, let's go. Come. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. MVP. Most valuable. Something. Wonder Park first. Gosh. Wait, I thought we just picked one. MVP. Oh, no, no. Okay, sorry. Movies. By Wonder Park, I mean Dick Ward first. Oh, uh, do I? I'm not calling one? you Wonder Park. I apologize. Ouch. Um, I knew I had to 
make a choice. I just yeah. pick the wrong object. All right. So my MVP is going to be a little weird here. Yeah. Uh, but this is uh, one of my favorite things in this movie. Uh, it is not a named character. It is not a character that has a credited actor. Uh, and it is not a character that is mentioned. There's a frog. There's a frog in the road in oh, yeah. my neighbor Totoro. <laughs> and there, there's this whole scene where like the girls are interacting with Totoro and uh, and they're in the rain and like Totoro is holding an umbrella and he notices that it's fun when the raindrops fall on him and then he like jumps to make a bunch of raindrops fall. And this whole time there's a frog just watching them creeping yeah he's just like yeah it's not a frog sound this expressionless frog it is yeah just like all of this wonder happening before him and he's just like i'm a frog i don't know i love that frog so much great also you could tell he's a good hopper you could you could tell you could tell he's a real good hopper (laughs) yeah so my mvp of one of my favorite movies of all time is not the director uh, or the, uh, the the composer who makes some of the greatest music or any of the voice actors or artists or any of the characters. It's that frog. Oh, that's a character. I didn't waste my MVP at all. Not at all. What about you? You just went, uh, May. Yeah. It's May. Yeah. Uh, she's got fun energy. <laughs> she's she's uh obnoxious without being obnoxious to the audience yeah i'm always on her side she does cute things she's always like her tantrum is very affecting because i love her so much you can't be that angry with her no even when she is being completely irrational yeah it's like well yeah she's tiny yeah yeah tiny and like this idea of she's all like she had Adores her big sister and looks up to her, and mm-hmm. it's just, mm. mm-hmm. I love May so much. Mm-hmm. I want to see her do more things. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is well, a, a short at the Studio Ghibli Museum. Only at the Studio Ghibli Museum only in Japan, right? At the Studio Ghibli Museum in Japan, and it may not be playing when you go to visit. Oh. Uh, but it's called May and the Kitten Bus. I'm, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Cool. She's what's great. Oh my god, wait, what's next? Crossover. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. What are you crossing over? I've got ideas queued up, so you do you what start. you okay. You start then. Um should I give two ideas? If you want to, yeah. Well, one, if we're on a May Yeah, we're always on a May. Um I mean, May and the chimpanzee zombies together would create the most delightful chaos I've ever seen. Right? Like she could get them in line. <coughs> like I can just hear her be like all you chimpanzees, get over here. And they would. Yeah. Yeah. And then she would just have an army of chimpanzee zombies to do whatever she pleased. Yeah. Which would all be good things. May doesn't cause trouble. Um, not in a real way. Not on purpose. Uh, that's one that I think would be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I also just want these dads to get together in like a support group or something. <laughs> Both of these dads are really nice. Yeah, like nice Matthew dads. Broderick's dad is not is not doing quite as well but he's as, a nice guy. as the Totoro dad, but he's a nice guy and no. it seems like he's doing his best. And I just think they could like support each other and like mm. talk about feelings and uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Meet with other nice dads. Nice. Who are dealing with temporary single parenthood. Yeah. You could take one of those if you want nope, for I've your got, crossover. I've got All right. One. All right. This is going to be a little bit outside the box. You're doing a Kate tonight. I cross over Totoro with Theme Park. Okay. From Wonder Park. I'm listening. None of the characters, no. just the park. Wonder land sorry wonder i don't know why you'd think it's called wonder park i don't know where have you heard that i never never i guess actually never in the movie (laughs) actually um i want a studio ghibli theme park oh so badly yeah isn't there one kind of really is there one at all i don't think so i thought there was one Either being built or one that's like extremely off. There's always something in China. Yeah. Right? Like maybe like that's there's it. like a World of Warcraft theme park in China. Right. There's so there's probably like, like copyrights an don't exist there. Yeah. There's probably an off model thing. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I I wanna go. It'd be an easy pitch, easy sell. Especially if you do it in Japan, right? And, like, and there's, yeah, and there's done. like, uh, oh my god, uh, we're gonna eat in the castle from or the the bathhouse from Spirited Away, mm-hmm. or like maybe stay there. Maybe that's the hotel. I don't know. Look, I mean, you definitely need to wash some floors. You, there could oh be a whole god. ride of washing various yeah. oh, floors. Secondary MVP to the floor washing in this movie. Check, it's here. Miyazaki yeah. and his floor washing. So that is uh, so far what we have watched. Spirited Away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Howl's Moving Castle, mm-hmm. Kiki's Delivery Service. I think there is some she, floor washing. Yeah, she cleans the floor in the because she gets the upstairs yes. area and it's, yeah. it's shitty. So, and my neighbor Totoro. That's four out of four Miyazaki Always movies we've washing. seen where there is floor washing. Yeah. I feel like there probably isn't in Ponyo, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Um, oh, that'd be great. I'd go to that theme park. Yeah, it just or it doesn't even have to be a theme park. It I would want a themed area. Mm-hmm. Like if it was just a really good like topiary garden with some statues. Oh yeah. Yep. Fine. Yeah. I just want to be. I just want to be there. Yeah. So that's my crossover. Yeah. yeah. All right, Dick. Oh. It's time. It's time for the final. Final. Cut. 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 The final. Final cut. 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 <laughs> Where we take one movie at a time. Yeah. Now let's start with Wonder Park. I think. I think this that's is what I thought of. where we yeah. were. Um. We decide whether to re-release it as is, mm-hmm. release some kind of special edition, either mm-hmm. of the movie or in a different medium, or send it to the vault along with Song of the South and what should be the home of the Dumbo Crows, but we'll wait a couple more years on that, I guess. Yeah. What do you do with Wonder Park, Dick? Special edition. Mm-hmm. I make it a short story. I shorten it to 30 minutes and make it good. I, just the first thirty minutes of Wonder Park. Just end it when she finds the the roller coaster. Just end it there, and I'm left going like, "Ooh, what's going on?" Yeah, I mean, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, do it in a do it in a way that makes sense, but <laughs> but like, just give me that first thirty minutes. That's great. Yeah, that's that's my special edition of Wonder Park. Put it, make it thirty minutes long. Put it in front of Coco. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Nothing, really? I, I thought that was funny. 30 minutes long, put in front of Coco. Sorry, I was already starting my idea yeah, I know when you, were. you 
made that joke. I That's know you very are. funny. Thank you. The first 30 minutes of this movie is better than Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you have to start from scratch, even with a good 30 minute intro, because mm. you've got to weave back in whatever you're doing with the last hour. So I think yeah. what I do with this, I think it's got some bones for like an adaptation off of it that mostly changes it. So what what my pitch would be, because this would be realistically something that I could make, yeah. would be like a 45-minute cruise ship or theme park musical. Um, I think you have some interesting musical motifs within Wonderland. Yeah. Um, that happy, happy chimpanzee zombie song would be so fun on a stage. Um, I think you can... I, I think musicals work really well when you have and this is animated or on stage, when you have some really well, like, uh, developed, memorable characters that all support a larger theme or arc. Mm-hmm. And I think there is the potential here with all these mascots. You break it down to, like, two or three important ones. Yeah. And, like, actually give them characters. But, like, Peanut would be great. Like, also, just cast Norbert Leo Butts in this musical. I mean, we've got, we've we've got, got Broadway some singing legend talent. Matthew Broderick. Bre- and then I guess uh, Nor- Norbert Leo Butts and Kevin Karen Chamberlain, they've like, done some stuff. Um, no, I think you could. I, I think you could do some neat things with um, rendering like a roller coaster on a stage with yeah. either projection or oh, practical effects fun. with like you know leaning one way or the other way in the scenery behind you. You could also just have a roller coaster on the stage, like um, Starlight Express has a roller track around the. I mean, Auditorium. you just you just use it once, but you just have like, like someone the, come down, whoosh, whoosh, like the SpongeBob Rube yeah. Goldberg machine. Yeah, could be really fun. Um, and I think you could, yeah, like mom and daughter have their theme song. It mm. comes up in ways dot like this is ripe for a musical, and then you could just shorten it down. Those songs are your are where you bring back in your emotional content yeah. that is just dropped from whole. like scads of this movie um yeah so redo it make it shorter make it in a different format so no one is comparing it or i don't know writes i I don't know i think right when this movie ended i was like oh i'd like to see pixar do that and you were like well they did it was inside out (laughs) and i was like oh i'd like to see miyazaki do that and you're like I'd like to make it into a musical. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right when this ended, we all we both had like, yeah. Here, here's what we could do. Here's what we could do. Here's how it could be better. Because there are seeds, right? Yeah. Like there is the, what is it called? The sourdough. The, the starter. The starter. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a starter here. Yeah. For sure, and it's not just in the first half hour. We called it Fred. What? We had like a sourdough starter or something that we called Fred. That's and we'd pass weird. Fred around. This was a thing. I mean, uh, sure. I, I believe you. That's all. Anyway, there's stuff in the last hour that is interesting. Yeah. It's not as good as the first half hour, but yeah, there is something to be drawn out of this. And honestly, I don't think anyone cares. Yeah. So I think it could be pretty easy to do, even independently. But yeah. nice. one day. Uh, Kate, what about my neighbor Totoro? My Neighbor Totoro, a special edition. The movie itself is a re-release. 
the only special edition I do is to change the cover art of this film <laughs> because <laughs> listener take a moment and look up my neighbor Totoro general google image search I mean, one of the first images that will come up will be specifically like the blu-ray cover but it but yeah i mean it's the it's the play menu on the blu-ray too so i yeah. think it's probably more than just the cover cuz sometimes right. the cover is janky the cover of the model. VHS was not that okay well, the current cover yeah. in the States is the famous scene with Totoro and the umbrella where they're waiting for what what is the cat bus, but yeah. you don't you know it yet. And in this scene, in the, so I'm looking at this play menu while you're in the bathroom after we finish this movie. Yeah. And all of a sudden I shout from the couch. I don't know if you could hear it from the bathroom. Who is that girl? Yeah, I could. And it was a weird thing for you to yell while I was in the bathroom. <laughs> because the girl next to Totoro is a girl, is an older girl with pigtails. Uh-huh. So it is not Satsuki who has short hair and it is an older girl. It is not Mei who is half the height of this girl but has pigtails. Yeah. It is not... What the scene is, which is May sleeping on the back uh-huh. of Satsuki with a backpack. It is not two girls, and it just looks like the pigtails are attached. It is a different single girl. That is kind of an amalgam of both Satsuki and May. And what I learned by, I think, literally typing into Google, who is girl on cover of Totoro? I believe that was your search. I find there's a message board that this is concept art. And it, um, the characters of Satsuki and Mei were originally conceived as one single character. Yeah. They were later split in development to two characters. Um, great choice. Yeah, Clearly. great choice. Clearly. It, it still works as an iconic, you know, image. Yeah. But when you start looking at it, it, it messes with your brain. I, I had seen that image plenty of yeah. times. And when you were like, who is that? I'm like, that's, oh, Oh no! Uh oh! <laughs> I don't. Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> yeah, it was a weird moment for me. Only thing I change. Otherwise, yeah. re-release. I think it's fun. Yeah. Um, and it's Miyazaki slow and still, but I was never bored or disengaged. Yeah. Dick. Re-release. Same cover art. Same cover art. Everything just, but also just like put it back in the theaters. Yeah. Over and over again. Mm. People, I, I cannot speak highly enough. Of this movie. I love, like, I love a lot of Miyazaki movies. I like, I love a lot of Disney movies. I love a lot of Pixar movies. This one holds a special place for me because it's the first one I saw and I've seen it. I, you know, when it's your favorite movie as a kid, maybe I've seen it a hundred times. Maybe I've seen it ten times. Mm. I don't know, but I've seen it a lot of times. Um, and also, I just think it's, I think it does a really good job of being, um, really pure and innocent and i think that's really sweet to see in a movie like it's a movie about kids from a kid's point of view it's not like full of jokes for the parents though as an adult i get a lot out of it Mm -hmm. um it's not you know it's not full of like i mean i don't know how big the japanese voice cast was in japan but like for us it's not full of like giant talent Mm mm-hmm um 
that that's like sorry not giant talent giant celebrities yeah. that we're just going to see will smith do a voice um and it's not it's not um it's not dark which i feel like a lot of yeah. movies are like and even like spirited away is pretty dark mm-hmm. um you know princess mononoke is very dark but then like stuff like ponyo and and, and kiki's delivery service are lighter but this is just like this very pure innocent thing and i just I love I don't think there's much that exists that that captures the same feeling for me. Mm-hmm. So I just want it out in the world more yep. for people to appreciate. Nice. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. What a lovely note to end on. Thank you. Um thanks for listening everyone. Yeah. Um if you ever have a a, a whisper in your ear from a disembodied <laughs> voice whether or not you're a chimpanzee, of an episode pairing you'd is like he to a see. Chimpanzee? He is a chimpanzee. That's oh, okay. why they're chimpanzee zombies. Oh. I mean, what other type of monkey would he be? I don't know. I don't know my monkey types. And Nor- uh, Norbert Leo also, chimpanzee. Also, are chimpanzees monkeys? Norbert chimpanzeo butts. Oh. oh. They're primates. They're primates. I think he's called a chimpanzee. I think okay. I'm the only one who's calling him a monkey. Chimpanzees aren't apes, right? I don't know what I'm not a scientist. Okay. I want to be able to answer your question, but without Google right in front of me, I'm not going to. Well, Jane Goodall, if you're listening, is Jane Goodall alive? Shit. Yes. Jane Goodall, reach out to us. If you're listening, let us know. Jane Goodall, you can find us at Cellmates Podcast on Twitter, Cellmates Podcast on Facebook, Cellmates Podcast at gmail.com. And Jane Goodall, if you just want to listen to us and find out, you know, where you can stream us on other podcast apps, visit us at cellmatespodcast.com. And also, if you're not Jane Goodall, that's okay. Jane Goodall and only Jane Goodall. Okay. Sorry. No. For this two-week period, only Jane Goodall. No. Hashtag only Jane Goodall. If you've got a pairing, if you've got one movie that you'd love for us to pair with another, you know. Happy to do it. Co-host choice. Yeah. We love hearing about movies you love so that we can love them too. For Sony's podcast, I'm Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. Happy, happy Wonderland. La, 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 la. <laughs> I don't know this song very well, so I'll just sing like this. Japan zombie, Japan zombie. La, 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 la. Dick, what were you saying before? For Soulmates Podcast. I'm Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. Crunchy. (laughs) Smell you later. For For Soulmates Podcast, I'm Dick Ward. I'm Kate Phillips. Norbert Chimpanzeo Butts. Really? That's better than crunchy? It has to do with this episode. Let's try one more.